another guest all the way from Eugene, Oregon on episode 9 of Go I'm as pumped up as a teenager on steroids because it's special guest time, folks. He is a longtime friend whom I met during my misspent university youth days in St. Louis, every night of which I remember in perfect detail, with whom I have shared many long sleepless erections. Uh, I mean nights. He is also a former high school and college baseball player, a colleague, enabler, and the most self-deprecating anti-narcissist I know, so he counterbalances my ego-maniacality well. I am very proud to welcome my good friend, Mr. Papa Dilly Pop Rygar Malielowitz. Ryan Malleus, folks. Ryan. Eric, thank you for that tremendous introduction. It's an honor to be here, and I think it's really cool that they allow you to record podcasts from prison in Japan. They're so technologically forward-thinking. Yeah, it's really sweet of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm slower than the American obese this morning because last night I went out drinking. I uh, dude, tell me about it. Where were you? I went to. Uh, all right, so I was in Nagoya a couple weekends ago. Nagoya. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I uh, when I was in Nagoya with uh, with John, we um, uh, we we were in our hotel trying to communicate to the staff like where should we go? Where do we find this special dish in Nagoya called miso katsu, which is like a breaded pork cutlet with this kind of red miso sauce? It was delicious, by the way. That's amazing. Uh, and the the staff was like. You go, you know, they were there was a, some, a language barrier, obviously. And then suddenly out of the corner of the hotel lobby room, this guy comes over and says, how can I help you? This was Kentaro, who it turns out is a DJ for a top 40 radio station in Osaka, but also does a show every Saturday in Nagoya, like grew up in America for like elementary school and middle school, I think, then came back to Japan. And uh, I think went back to America and went to college at like a liberal arts school in Indiana. So like awesome dude. He took us to get miso katsu. And then also last night in Osaka was the first time we were able to hang out. So he took me to get some food at this awesome spot. Then we went to this place, Diamond Rocks, and met up with some of his coworkers, had a couple drinks there. Then we went to this place where there was like a DJ spinning only rock records and like playing like 45s. Like this guy had a 45 of tequila. Wow. I think the name of this bar was Raku Raku. Diamond Rocks to, to rock, rock, rock Rock. Yeah, I guess I told him I liked rock music, and Kentaro uh, was literal in where he took me. Um, so did Kentaro know the people? Yes, he knew He knew everybody you... everywhere. When we got to okay. Raku Raku, the owner like poured all of us some, I think it was Jaeger, and then a couple <laughs> times later in the night gave us more Jaeger, and I was like, Jaeger, thanks, Jaeger bombs. Uh, Jaeger bombs. I'm sure you felt like a million... So there were a bunch of people there. There were members of a bunch of bands. And he kept introducing me to all these bands. And he's like, this is a guitarist from Crossfaith. And I was like, uh, okay. And he's like, you know Crossfaith? I'm like, uh, I've heard of them. Um, And I have, I think, from like Japanese flyers or whatever. They're like a metal band. I think. But their songs are all in English, and so I was hanging with those guys. And then there was apparently a very famous guitarist from a band called Loudness, I think is the name of the band. Roudness? Roudonesu. Names are so hard to remember, dude. Um, but I think his name was Akira Takasaki. And he was the lead guitarist. He had like bleached blonde hair. So we ended up in a back room and his like wife, who was, you know, 15 years younger at least and obviously gorgeous. Of course. And um, 
and then there was this makeup guy from Tokyo who does like hair and makeup for rock bands. And he was like explaining to me that he did Steven Tyler's makeup a bunch. And he showed me his like business card, his Meishi. And it was like, it was like he had completely mm-hmm. co-opted the logo of Aerosmith for his, his, his thing. So I was just like, <laughs> nice, man. Very cool. Um, I like that you use the word co-opted. That's a very friendly word for straight up stole. <laughs> Something you said about taking the business card, it's a pretty big um, convention in Japanese culture to exchange business cards, right? Isn't there a whole ritual? Yeah, that, that's right. During uh, during like business meetings, there's like before the meeting even starts, everybody gets up and, and they exchange meishis and, and you can't just like take the meishi and be like, thanks and like put it in your pocket. Like you need to examine it and ask a question about it. Ah, uh, ah, 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 you know, and you have to like, there's like a whole convention to it and it's, it's very, um, formal, but, uh, the guy was like, by the way, to clarify, this guy was amazing. He was awesome. <laughs> really, oh, really sure. funny guy. And was cracking me up. Uh, he said to me, you have a, a great nose. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you, I, and I said, you mean I have a big nose? And he said, great. And then the other guy, the, the guitarist said, uh, in Japan, um, big nose means you have a big penis. <laughs> and I said, oh, uh, watashi no penis wa disappointing des. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I got a really big laugh from that. That is amazing. So yeah. you basically ostensibly hung out with uh, a famous... I hung guy. out with a famous rock guitarist and a, and a makeup guy. I don't know how famous the guitarist was. I mean, he was pretty old. Maybe they were pretty big. I don't know how big they are now. Oh, but... I'm just trying to wrap my head around the context of you being over there and finding yourself in these situations where you're with renowned artists and... You presumably are towering over absolutely everybody and just looking so, so <laughs> different and awkward at I, all times. I'm definitely and, different and awkward. I don't know. I mean, I'm maybe four or five inches taller than people. It's not like towering over. And a lot of times there are people who are my height. You, there are a lot of Japanese men that are your height. No. Not a lot, but there are there are a few, and many are like five ten. Okay, I mean, I'm like six one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like like in Lost in Translation when Bill Murray gets in the elevator, he's literally ahead above everybody yeah, else. I wouldn't, right? yeah, I wouldn't say that it's like that. I mean, I almost I almost drilled, I almost walked over this guy in the subway uh, yesterday morning. I was like trying to sidestep him, and he moved the same way as me, and he was like his head was up to my like. Uh, breast, like my nipples. Your nipple line. Uh, he and he uh, and I like literally just like hip checked him, uh, and I felt oh, really bad. And I was like, so, oh, I was like, oh, 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 Genki Deska, ah, Daijobu Deska. Genki Deska is like healthy. Are you? It's like what? How they say what's up? Are you okay? Yeah. Are you yeah, okay? okay? And then I, I, are you Daijobu is is okay or all right? So I, I asked, are you all right? And he looked at me like, yeah, I'm fine, dude. Didn't say anything and just kind of like shook his head and walked away. But I felt really bad. Like I full on steamrolled this poor dude. Um, so, but I guess it's my fault for walking too fast. Well, listen, we've been talking for a while and I want to make sure I talk to you about uh, uh, Japanese baseball because you are uh, Gopher Gaijin's baseball expert. Baseball. 
Besabaru. Hi, hi, hi. Wakarimashita. So I wanted to explain the, the Nippon Professional Baseball, NPB, which is uh, the Japanese baseball uh, professional, Japanese MLB, basically. Uh, which sounds absolutely tremendous, and it has been a bucket list item of mine to see a Japanese professional baseball game played. Um, ever since I saw Tom Selleck in Mr. Baseball. <laughs> In that, uh, did that win Best Picture at the Oscars? I think, I think it did. I think it won a Razzie. Uh, <laughs> I don't think a Razzie uh, existed yet, but I believe it was created solely for Tom Selleck's mustache in that film. Specifically, that is a handsome man. How dare you? Yeah, there was also the Bernie Mac uh, Japanese baseball movie, too, I think. Uh, Mr. 3000. Yeah, I think it was called Mr. Didn't Make $3,000 at the box office. <laughs> Bernie, Bernie Mac, uh, rest in peace. Very funny, smart guy. But, uh, yeah, I don't think the film was very good. I never I never saw it. I was sick the day it was in theaters. So, um, But I wanted to explain. So there's two there's two leagues in, uh, in the NPB. One is the Pacific League and one is the Central League. And you might be fascinated to learn that the Pacific League uses a DH and the Central League does not use a DH in the pitcher's bat. So the Pacific League is the American League and the Central League is the National League, except that there are only, I think, uh, seven teams in each league, maybe six. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like the MLB in 1960 or maybe even a little before that. I wanted to tell you about the Curse of the Colonel. Are you familiar with the Curse of the Colonel? I am unfamiliar. I'd love to hear about it. All right. Love that enthusiasm. So the Hanshin Tigers won the Japan Series in 1985. And for some reason, when the, the fans were celebrating, everybody jumped in the Dotonbori Canal. And they didn't have anybody to jump in to represent the best player on the team, who was a white guy from Oklahoma named Randy Bass. Who had a cup of coffee in the majors, but was never really like particularly good. But if I'm not mistaken, he won the Triple Crown two consecutive years. Now, I may be completely out of order here, but I'm almost sure that in an older version of a PlayStation baseball game, R. Bass was supposed to represent Barry Bond, who wouldn't give up his, his naming rights, I guess, to the game, however that was. Wow, so it had to have been Randy Bass then, because I'm sure the game was made in Japan. I'm, I'm almost sure. I might. Be wow, that is time. really cool. I did not I did not know about that. So Randy Bass is like a god here. But so so when, when the Tigers won the Japan Series, to celebrate for Randy Bass, they cut down a Colonel Sanders statue outside of a Kentucky Fried Chicken and threw it into the canal. And then like the Tigers proceeded to be just terrible, like some kind of fluke thing Thing happened where Randy Bass had to retire and they just were not good for like 15, maybe even 20 years. The Colonel Sanders statue could not be found. It, it floated, it uh, sunk to the bottom and nobody knew where it was. So they began to refer to the Tigers as cursed by the Colonel. Wow. The Tigers then won the Japan Series in 2003 and 2005 and sometime after that they found the statue. So the curse of the Colonel was lifted. No, it's, it's, you know what's interesting is that there seems to be this mythology uh, and superstition surrounding the game of baseball. I would say more so than yeah. any other yeah. sport. That's a, that's a good point. I'm going to have to bring you back on after I go to my first Hanshin uh, uh, Tigers game because I understand that it's the scenario there is really very similar to American college football. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of chanting during the baseball games. They chant for every batter has his own chant and they speak. They chant so it cool. the entire at bat. They're chanting apparently. And I know that noisemakers are pretty popular there from. What I've seen uh, there, yeah, it's, it's a lot more uh, kind of a 
an inclusive spectator sport. Yeah, as an as an uncouth American, I don't need a noisemaker. <laughs> my mouth funny loud enough. Yeah, my mouth is my noisemaker, and I'll also be bringing a, a new uh, recording of the the rock and roll band Loudness. <laughs> now, do they also charge like twelve dollars for an asahi? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I uh, well, uh, listen, we we got to cut it because I've uh, I've talked too much. But thank you for having me. Oh, uh, you know, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. I will have to bring you back on again soon to uh, to talk to you more about baseball and life and love and and all that. And I wish you the best in Oregon and looking forward to uh, to hearing what you turn out. Uh, for now, arigato gozaimashita for listening and sayonara.